I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We got the right where we want. Prime time on Football Friday. No one comes into our house pushes us around. 1080 The Fan. How you play today, from this moment on, is how you will be remembered. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Souk. Brought to you by the ALNA Sportsbook. Watch the games in the region's largest video wall and wager on your team at the ALNA Sportsbook. Football Friday with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? What's up? Good Friday. Typing in our new uh, internet password that's 19,000 characters long. Me too. Way to go, Dirt and Sprague. Yeah. But, but also thanks Crazy Eyes for the new password, right? So what happened was, well, we're in a new building. Yeah. And we have Wi-Fi here, guys. Yes, we do. We good wi Good Wi-Fi. Yeah, good Wi-Fi. Maybe the thing that works the best of anything in the building. And uh, somebody tweeted out a picture with the Wi-Fi password on a piece of paper in the background or something? Yes, and then many listeners were pointing out, hey, thanks for the, the Wi-Fi password. Yeah, so they had to change the Wi-Fi password, and they changed it to, <laughs> thank you. Oh, I can't say, I can't say. Let's but just, it's really, 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 really long. It's really long, and it takes a shot at the show uh, that they did not name in the email who was responsible, but something tells me that it uh, is dirt and sprague. I so. thought maybe it was us. <laughs> Well, we don't really tweet a lot of... Uh, but I've tweeted this studio before. Oh, well, it wasn't you. Good. Clearly by, you know, the passive aggressiveness on the part of Crazy Eyes McGinley, I'm pretty sure that that is directed at Dirt and Sprague. Well, thanks a lot, Yeah, Sprague Dirt. Way to go. Whoever, which, whichever one of you tweeted it out, whichever one was responsible, congratulations. You know Just for that, I'm not showing up on Monday. Well, now there's dissension in the ranks, right? Because the email thread led to some uh, shade being cast at one personnel member, and it turns out that personnel member was actually off today, and it was another personnel member. Jason Swigert. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Jason doesn't want that uh, unwarranted yeah. heat. Look, uh, tensions are running high around here <laughs> these days. Like, Swag thinks everybody should look at his... Uh, his schedules that he puts out, but we don't look at them because they're never right. Yeah, but then what happens is because no one looks at them, then we're not aware when there's like a, an exactly. early show or like... Like, I think Nemec has come in for five shows and... <laughs> there's no show. He's not had a show and he didn't check the schedule. Yeah, and... so there's equal parts blame in that people are not reading the schedule, but also blame Swag for the schedule never being right, thus people don't look at it. Or if we do, we don't trust it. That's true. We have to double check it. You, so ever, do that? you ever do that Like when you're going on GPS and it, it you, you have an idea of where you're going... And but you have the GPS in case there's traffic or whatever. There's a better way, and the GPS tells you to get off of your route, and you don't trust it. You're like, nah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep going on this. I've I've done that before. Where I will literally stare down no, at the computer. I com- trust it. I'll stare down at the computer and be like, hmm, I don't like the way that looks. I, I trust them. I don't know where this is going. This is some sort of weird well, back road. I'm uh, I'm gonna stick no, on. I'm gonna know, stick on the main they highway. They know more than you do. I know, which is why it's ridiculous, and I don't always do it, but I am guilty from time to time of not trusting. 
I'll look at it and I'll be like, there's like, I need to go north on a freeway and it has me going south. And I, I know that it's probably just bending me around. And I'm like, no, that is opposite where I'm going. I don't trust this. Something is wrong. And no, I'm going to go the way I know. And then it read and then it'll like reroute. And I'm like, okay. It's one of those things, though, I think it's variable and it's complicated because sometimes it hasn't updated whether there is a train or whether there's an accident, something that's happened recently. So sometimes your eyes can be more trustworthy than the app, but sometimes the app. So I know what you're talking about when you're taking a chance here. And honestly, it's like the thrill of victory, agony of defeat when you get it right or get it wrong. Yes. Because there are times where you're like, there's no way this can be right. I'm going my route. And then you're like, I should have done what the damn GPS said. Yeah. Instant regret when you realize that there's just a series of brake lights and you're like, oh. No, it was right with a massive delay and bright red. Son of a gun. You know what I hate? Do you ever Uber? I do Uber. I hate it when you Uber and it pins you in the wrong place. Uh, well, I think that's everyone. When you're trying to find the Uber. No, it pins you in the wrong place to pick up. Yeah, and then you and have so the to... guy's like three blocks away, and he's like, "I'm here." I'm yeah. like, "Well, no, I'm here." Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That you're you... not where I am. Yeah, there's you need to come where I am. The 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 finding the Uber or the Uber finding you is by far that looks like a little game show. It's Why does ne- it do that? It's never as simple as just I'm here. Even at the airport, right? It's like it like go to East, you know, Bay Number Four, and you're in the area where you know there's ride shares. In fact, the last time we were coming back, I didn't realize there was a separate line for Lyft and a separate line for Uber. Yeah, and I'm like an idiot. It's I'm, clearly marked. I'm sitting out there like, I'm like, well, here's the ride share. It said number three. I'm under number three. I'm looking around for the guy, and it's like, your ride is getting ready to leave. And I looked across. I was like, damn it. He's over there. He's over there. Because he's a lift. I didn't realize there were two separate lines. Yeah, I feel like the, the airport, the PDX airport Uber lift system works really well. Yeah. I just, uh, it's very fast. That was on me. I, I was. that's great. I just was not aware of the... But sometimes it will just ping you in the wrong place. It's yeah. like, why, why is it putting me three blocks over there? I'm here. Well, the worst is, like, if you're trying to catch a Uber after a concert or a sporting event, good luck. Have fun with that. You just, you just accept the fact that you have to walk for a half hour before even attempting to grab an Uber. After the Oregon-Auburn National Championship game was yeah. maybe the worst time I've ever had. It yeah. was like two hours. Oh, and then, I mean, and, a big event like that is yeah. miserable. And then, by the way, when you do get in your Uber and you're like, you have to go four miles, that'll be $9,000. Yeah, I got. What's the most you've ever paid for an Uber? Uh, the most we ever paid that was in Vegas. Same thing. It was after. Uh, like it wasn't after. It was trying to get to the hockey game, and I want. And you know what's the Vegas Strip like? How many miles? Like that? Seven, eight miles? Oh God, no. The, the Vegas to, Strip to get from one end to the other? No, I mean that's probably two miles. Oh, I thought it was more than that. I'll look it up because we were at the one end. And the T-Mobile Arena is at the... Right between you two, 4.2 miles. 4.2. Oh, okay. So it was from the, the T-Mobile all the way down to the end. And the luckily we split it because it was a like an Uber XL. But I want to say, and this was embarrassing because it was just, it was so short. But I want to say that it was like a hundred and... I want to say it was like 160 bucks. Ooh, damn. To go four miles. That's expensive. It was ridiculous. But we split it amongst a bunch of people going to the game so it wasn't as bad and then i think the biggest individual one is i caught one from boston out to the what is the cape cod which was a significant one and i want to say that was like 300 bucks jeez dude yeah well and that's a significant drive that's mine's like 60 really yeah yeah well i don't know how else i go if you're swim (laughs) just head on out to shark infested waters paddleboard yeah and i did have to pay that one myself 
but it was at night and it was either that or get a hotel room and then have someone try to come pick me up in the morning. So we just bit the uh, bullet and paid for a, and that was extended. I want to say that was like an hour and maybe 30 hour and 40 minute in the middle of the night. The other thing I like to do is try to time, you know, like you try to get the Uber there right when you want it. Yes. Yeah, that's the best. When that's you when fun. you nail that, that yeah. feels so good. But sometimes yeah. you over you get and and you get you. They, well, you get previews though, so they you can hop on there and they'll tell you like, okay, seven minutes away. That's a lie because sometimes I've, I've done that where it's like, yeah. hey, your driver's twelve minutes away, and you're like, perfect. Yeah. By the time I get my bag, and then all of a sudden you look down, it's like your driver will be there in seven seconds. And you're like, well, See, I've never had that. I've had it go the other way. I've had it go the other way where it's like says seven minutes and then it ends up being fifteen minutes. But uh, yeah, that's always fun. It's like okay, I got to get ready, but I don't want to like get ready and then sit and wait for the Uber. So I'm gonna try to time this perfectly so the second I'm ready, the Uber is there. Yeah, and it is. It is very it, gratifying. It feels great when you nail it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old perfect pickup. But I tell you, it's yeah. that's few and far between. Then the flip side of that is when you get it exactly on time and you've done everything right, but you're waiting on other people to like get their s together and get out of whatever venue you're at. Whether that's like you know getting their coat, saying goodbye to people, and you're or like the airport. The thing is here. We have to go. Yeah. A little hot Uber talk for you guys <laughs> on a Friday. Love Uber. Remember when Uber was so scary and a weird concept? Yeah. You know, it's like somebody picking you up in their own car. Like, well, ooh, weird. It still is a little bit for like when my daughter went to school in Chicago and, you know, that's still, you don't realize it because, well, we're yeah, men. Because I'm a big, strong man. Yeah. But when you're a, uh, when you're a gal, that Uber thing is still very, very sketchy. Because you think about a lot of gals, why are they taking an Uber at one thirty in the morning is they're quite intoxicated. And I've heard horror stories from the women in my life about, my daughter, a lot of like, so you live by yourself and, um, you know, hey, wait. Well, and they're dropping you off at home. They're dropping you off at home. Yeah. Yeah. And so they so, know where you live. And so there's always that thing where my daughter would never use the address. It would always be around the corner. You know, it was, you never, and that's just, that's sad that you have to think about that because I've never. A lot of creepos out there. Yeah, a lot, a lot of creepos. And, you know, my gal, a lot of times she'll go out with her friends and I always just say, you know, just Uber, right? It's easier. You don't have to have a car at night. You can Uber home. And the scary thing is if my gals had a couple of drinks, like she tends to fall asleep on, on rides home. And that's where I'm like, you, why don't you just stay at your friend's house or have me come get you? Cause I'm not real comfortable with the idea of you passing out in the back of a car. Um, you know, that's, it's just, it's, it's, it's different when you're a, when you're a female. Big show today, guys. Big, big show. Super wild card weekend is here. Super duper, yeah. Yep, that it's extra premium. Premium, yes. We get that extra game Playoffs. because so many people need to see the Miami Dolphins and Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. Yeah, you keep going there, but I don't. I love it. I love more. <laughs> I think they should add two more games. I mean, this is the chance for the Geno Smith, Skylar Thompson right. legacies to begin, right? Skylar Thompson's wait, legacy wait, begins now. What you want? The, you want the like the Jets and the Steelers in? Hell yeah! <laughs> well, the Jets and maybe not Steelers. It would have been the Steelers, right? And, and then NFC. Who would have been the NFC squad well, that got Lions. in? Lions. Yeah, the, line, you the know Lions. What? And that, See, there you go. I would have liked. Look to, at you. I would have liked to have seen the fighting Dan. Campbells. It hurts your own argument. Yes, it does. The Lions would be in the playoffs, and we get to watch them play. Like, well, I guess if you just added one more team, it would be the Lions. Um, there would be no more Lions buys. Eagles. Well, it'd, yeah, it'd be Lions. Lions Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, and then it'd be the Chiefs in in Pittsburgh. Hey, don't hate that game. You know what? That, I don't hate. The, I don't hate either of those games. I think those games are, are better than the seven-two games. I, you're really on to something there. Yes. So it's every it, year's it, different. Yeah. You know. But that's what we're going to talk about today. You guys know that football. 
Joey Harrington's coming on, 5.30. And we got some injury reports. We do? Well, yeah. Who's hurt? Mike Wims is officially out. Oh, Staley. Yeah. Yeah, we got to talk about that today. You know, Huntley, they're they're saying he's going to play, but Huntley came out and said he's a game-time decision. So either way, I don't think he better. You know, Anthony Brown and company. So there's that. That's a little uh that's a little sketch. Yeah, we at got best. a lot of cool stuff to talk about today with you guys. Uh all right, so let's get started. The poll question shockingly pertains to Super Wildcard Weekend. We'll get to that next on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. One of our listeners says he used to take Lyft out to Hood River drunk all the time because he was hooking up with a gal out there. He said, 100 bucks worth every penny. Hey, man, best 100 bucks you're going to spend. <laughs> You'll gladly lay down 100 if you know that something else is going to get laid down. 100 bucks to Hood River? And then probably she, you know, like maybe she'd drive him back in. Something like that, yeah. Next right? day, you know, yeah, after you know. they, you know. Yeah. You know. That's, you, you make that. You make that deal. Absolutely. That's a fair trade-off. <clears throat> All right. Poll question at 1080thefan on Twitter. As always, it is brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling, a family business helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Today, we ask you the following query. Which quarterback do you fully expect to let you down this weekend? <laughs> on the list, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, that's the one that everyone's going to pick. Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. Interesting. Uh, now, I, I don't want to say Dak because I picked the Cowboys to win. I think the Cowboys are getting unfairly beat up because the you know that, that game against Washington, which didn't mean anything. You know, Philly wasn't going to lose to the backups for the Giants. And, and, and since Dak Prescott has come back, you realize that's the number one scoring offense in the NFL? Since Prescott's been back, yeah, since he's been back, really, yeah. Now, granted, well, some of those games, they, yeah, you know, and and I get like the turnovers are inexcusable. Like he has he has bad turnovers, and they laid a giant egg. But like he, and I think he leads the league in touchdown passes since he came back off the injury. So this idea that somehow that Dak is this like just giant well, anchor weighing well, down he Dallas really bad last week. He did, and I but I think it's recency bias. You know th- this, but well, I mean. I don't think it's biased to say that he was really bad last week. I understand. He's scared about his performance moving forward. But do we ignore the fact that if, if, so since he came back, right, they have, they have put up 40 against Minnesota, 
They put up 28 against the Giants. They put up 54 against Indy. Now, the Texans game, again, was rocky. They had to come back from that. I think that was uh, uh, 27-23. They put up 40 against Jacksonville. They put up 40 against Philadelphia. They put up 27 against Tennessee. And then they laid the giant dud in Washington in a game, again, that really didn't mean anything. Philly wasn't losing and Dak looked bad. And by the way, they put up uh, 28 in the in the loss to to Green Bay, 49 against Chicago. Like, there's why do we ignore the other games? And well, and we, it's just because it was last week. It was last week, you know. And it it does matter like how you're playing going in. Like, I mean, Baltimore was one of the best teams in football in the first half, and now nobody gives them a chance, yeah. right? Like, I mean, so it is. It does matter. Like Minnesota is a great example. We thought they were really good. Now we're like, everybody's scared of them. They're the three seed. They're twelve and four, but there's because we've watched them the last few weeks. You know, play really. You know, I mean, they've just played some topsy turvy games. So I think it's just it's not really recency bias. It's just I think maybe what you're saying is people are putting too much stock into what has happened recently. Yes, if you look globally at Dallas, that's still a really good team well, and, and probably it, should win the game. They, I mean, they are favored to win the game. Yeah, recency is one week, right? Had Philly lost and Dallas wins, Dallas is the number one seed. And yet we talk about Dallas as if they're like this this team that's lucky to be in. They're 12-4. and four. Well, I think people just have a really hard time trusting them because it's Mike McCarthy. Part of it's McCarthy. Part of it is they're just so Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, yeah. God, they were bad last week, and it's weird that they played all of their guys. You know, if, yeah. like if you're saying that they're just laying down, don't care about the game, then why are those guys in? It was really it, bad. It, it like, was really Dak ugly. Prescott played like Sam Howell, and Sam Howell played like Dak Prescott. But can then we can we talk about the fact? But I got one stat for you. What do you got? Well, Dak. So. He leads the league in interceptions. Yeah. Dak Prescott. And, and some of them are Tony Romo inexcusable. Although, pro football, how many, how many picks does he have on the year? I think 15, 15? or 16. But hold Good. on, let me get to my stat. Okay. Get to my stat, man. Stat bomb. Let's not forget that Matthew Stafford led the league in interceptions last year. Ah. And he won the Super won Bowl. Won the Super Bowl. Pro football focus. So is it 15? Looking. Because uh, I saw this after the the Washington game, because obviously you know we're all hating on Dak Prescott. You 15, know, yeah, fifteen. So I, I believe I don't remember if it was seven or eight because it was fifty percent. So was, I don't know whether it was seven or eight. I think it was, um, it was right around fifty percent of his interceptions are they are are not Dak's fault. They are balls that hit receivers in hands or helmets and deflected and intercepted. Now, the ones that are his fault, I get it. Some of them are the, that's why I call them Tony Romo interceptions, because you just look at him, you're like, what are you doing? Where are you throwing that football? I just, I'm not trying to say that Dak is is Aaron Rodgers or that he's Pat Mahomes or anything like that. I just think he's kind of become this, this punching bag where, you know, we do this with Derek Carr, we do it a little bit with Kirk Cousins, and, and, and it's this idea that, you know, he's just he's like this average guy out there, and Dallas's numbers will tell you otherwise. And meanwhile, let's take a look at Tom Brady, who they're getting ready to play. And look, we all know Tom Brady is greatness. Tommy. Okay? Yeah, Tommy. Like we, we know that Tom Brady is great. If you want to talk about an uneven season, and if you want to talk about some games that just look pathetic, let me remind you about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that have one of the worst rushing offenses known to man. Tom Brady, by the way, broke 
his the, the record for completions in a season, which was his last year, and he only threw for 25 touchdowns. Does that tell you that they're only throwing the ball six yards down the field? Because they can't protect him, and I know they're getting a little more healthy on the offensive line, but I can bring up games in, in Tampa where their offense, the three points against Carolina, can we talk about the, the whopping 16-13 to 13 game against the Rams? The massive 17 points they put up against the Browns? The 7 points against the 49ers? Uh, that blowout loss to the Falcons at 17, if you want to talk about recency bias, although, again, not everyone played. They have plenty of... They needed a comeback 19-16 to 16 against the Cardinals. So if we're going to sit here and we're going to insult the Dallas offense, and I totally get why. I totally get why you're, you're saying that it's it's not trustworthy and there's too many picks and it looked horrible. Why aren't we saying the same thing about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who also, by the way, Dallas went 12 and four, easily could have been 13, uh, could have been a 13 win team minus the you know the S show uh, in Philadelphia. Does anyone care to look at the Tampa Bay record? What do you mean, like they're the all record? They're the only sub 500 team in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They're eight and nine. Tom Brady, man. They're 8-9. Tom Brady. So why aren't we having the discussion about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when we're having the discussion about the Dallas Cowboys? Well, I don't think anybody expects anything out of Tampa. That's why. Well, they expect expect them to beat Dallas, apparently. No, they're the underdog. They're the underdog. I mean, come on. Dallas is favored in that game, and and there's a reason for that. I think I don't think anybody expects much out of Tampa. They'll be, I, although I don't think anybody will be surprised if Tampa wins a game because it's Tom freaking Brady, right? Yeah. But Tampa, you know, obviously Dallas is a much better. If you look globally, they're much better than Tampa. Um, so I, I just don't think there are a lot of expectations for Tampa. There are expectations for Dallas, and there always are, and they always seem to disappoint you in big games. Like it, that is a thing, dude. When's the last time they won? A playoff game like they've won i think he's i think da- i think dak is one in four but i mean dallas oh yeah dude, that, they've won like one playoff game and that's the that's how many the, years that's the dak prescott game the so, one they're one in four so forgive people for not thinking dallas you know for not wanting to back dallas i mean yeah. it's a thing and mccarthy is not you know i don't think mccarthy instills a lot of confidence in people in his playoff record, not that it's bad. He has a Super Bowl, but he's, uh, they're just, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is true. weird, man. It is true. You, you are talking about a coach that does have a Super Bowl win. Yeah, but. yeah. But he's also, you know, I'm going to look it up here. Hold on. <laughs> Can I say that about Sean McVay then? What? Say well, what about Sean McVay? Sean McVay has a, uh, has a Super Bowl, and yet Sean McVay has had some absolute sneakers. Oh, well, of course. But uh, let's see here. Last... Cowboys. God, dude, they hadn't. They've won one playoff game since '96. '96. <laughs> yeah. Am I right about that? Wait a minute. Hold uh, on. I gotta uh, do some. It wouldn't shock me. No, I think that's right because it had been over 20 years, and they God. they should have won the one that Romo dropped the 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 snap that he was holding the extra point on. I thought they won two. Wasn't no? Didn't I think they it's... win one with Des Bryant and those guys. No, yeah, because they were in Green Bay, and he they, they had the Green, whole catch Bay, thing. Well, didn't he not get the catch? Yeah, they lost that they game, lost, but, but I, they I thought won, they I, thought I think they, they beat won. Detroit the week before. Oh, had they won previously? I feel okay. like they beat Detroit the week before. I I, I got to do some more homework. I I'll get this uh, next segment. But I'm just saying, forgive people for being a little gun shy about Dallas. They're 
are a lot of reasons to be, but I, I get what you're saying. I tend to agree with you. I think Dallas probably wins a game. They should. If they don't, there's going to be a lot of heat on McCarthy and I will, a lot of heat on Dak. I will be the first one because this guy's like, oh, you're doing a lot of ball washing for the Cowboys today. No, yeah. I'm trying to give you a, a balanced Jerk. view, and I don't understand why we're all digging yeah. the Cowboys' grave. Meanwhile, they're playing a Buccaneers team that sucks. It's just a bad football it's team. Got I, braids, man. Okay. So last year, but Dallas like, lost I, to San, uh, San Francisco, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm on track here. So all I'm saying is, if if Dallas loses to the Buccaneers, I will be the first one on it. Or I guess we won't be on Monday. We got MLK. I'll be ah. the first one on here Tuesday saying that that's an inexcusable loss for the Dallas Cowboys. There is no reason for them to lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Dallas. If Dallas has any sand in their boots, they will go in there and they will take care of the Buccaneers. And if they don't, then sure, I I will be critical. I just think because of that Washington game, which whatever, it meant nothing, that Washington game I think is putting a real giant cloud all over a team that has been really good. If we go back three or four weeks ago, we were asking the question, is Dallas the best? Because San Francisco hadn't officially st- like like ascended yet. And Philly had the injury there with Jalen Hurts. And they beat Philly. I know they didn't have Hurts. But there was this talk of, is Dallas the best team in the NFC? And that's all gone out the window because they lost a game to the, the Commanders? So the Packers game, that was the divisional round. Dallas had a bye. So that was their first playoff game that year. Okay, They did not win a game before that. And they lost 34-31 to uh, Green Bay. Okay, so they beat the I know so they beat the Seahawks. They beat the Seahawks. Oops. And I thought they beat the Lions at some point. They beat the Seahawks in 2018. And they beat the Lions on wild card weekend. That was Jim Caldwell in 2014. So they have two Yeah. They have two playoff wins. Yeah, going back to 1996. There's a third wild card weekend against the Eagles. No, I got it right here in front of me. Look, oh, yep, there it yeah, is. They beat the Eagles in so, '09. Yep. So they, yeah. So I was wrong. No, yeah. it's not one win since '99. They're, they're, they're or '96. <laughs> they're a juggernaut. They're a playoff juggernaut. Three wins. Three wins since 1997. Come on. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because in '96, they in that that beyond or before that, they were actually good. So <laughs> since '97. Uh, nineteen nineties. I want you to think about 1997. that. I graduated from high school in nineteen ninety three. I graduated in ninety seven. I mean, I was in college last time Dallas was actually lived up to the hype. My God. Yeah. yeah. So there's your poll question. Um, vote. Felt really hard. Okay. Which quarterback do you fully expect to let you down this weekend? Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Daniel Jones. By the way, the sleeper in there. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Come on, man. Well, I think that honestly, guy's the king of well, choking in big games. I think I think Purdy will be fine because they're not going to ask him to do a ton. They're going to, I think they're going to bash Seattle. The answer to that question is the loser, and 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 whatever side that goes uh, to in, in Minnesota and in, in New York. Because let's not act like Daniel Jones all of a sudden is Joe Montana. <laughs> yeah, but I think Dable will get Jones. To, like like I feel like if the Giants lose that game, we will not be on here going, "Oh my God, Daniel Jones sucks." I feel like if the Vikings lose, we're going to be on here going, oh, my God, Kirk Cousins sucks. Because Jones him. is just sort of like... Trade him for Derek Carr. Dable has got him to kind of minimize his mistakes, and he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. But they they need to run the ball. Yeah. 
And, you know, like Jones. Well, and, and Daniel Jones, like minus the, the turf monster that he had on that uh, the embarrassing run, Daniel Jones can scoot. He's he a, trips. He's a big part of their run game. Like, you know what the running backs call him in the in the offensive meeting rooms? They call flash. him v- Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Have you seen his? Like, he runs the ball really yeah. well. No, he's fast. So, like, when, when you look at – I was surprised by this because every now and then, like, I'll, I'll just sit there, like, on a Monday and I'll kind of go through game stats and – I'll look at Pro Football Focus and Warren Sharp does a good job and follow a bunch of guys that break down stuff. And um, Daniel Jones is is a sneaky dual threat running back or a quarterback. Like we think about uh, obviously like Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields and um, I'll look up the numbers, but he's a lot higher than you think in quarterback rushing totals. And it's not scrambles. They use him in the run game. All right. <laughs> Vanilla Mike Vick. I love it. Vote hard on our poll question on Twitter at 1080 fan More. Super Wild Card Weekend talk is next, including a nugget about overtime that you may not know. But first, Buck with SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. We are discussing Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, we have had Sukarty yelling at us about Dallas. <laughs> okay. I can add one other thing too about Dallas. Okay, because a lot of it was based on Dak. You know, the thing I love about Dallas is it's really hard to get out of your mind their pass rush and Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is what I think pe- where, where I think people are coming from with regards to what have you done for me lately type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Dallas, if you look at the season totals, they are still number one in the NFL in pressuring the quarterback. Pressure rate, whatever yeah. that – yeah, that I think that's what it is, pressure rate. Um, but if you watch them the last five or six weeks, it has not been the same, uh, them getting after the quarterback. Yeah, Micah Parsons in the middle of the year, we were talking about him as being the Dude, best defensive player in the NFL. And, and, and he's it's, incredible. It, it's fallen off a little it bit. It has fallen off, right. So, so, so okay, so which do you, when you're when you're sizing up a game like this – do you say, well, Dallas is still number one in the NFL in pressure rate. The playoffs are here. They laid an egg last week. They'll, 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 the the uh, defensive front will be back, and they will pressure the hell out of Tom Brady. If they do, they're going to win, yeah. right? But, or do you say, you know, it just hasn't been the same the last five weeks? Yeah, 
so mean, so it's that's what people are trying to. That's why you know Dallas, a team like Dallas makes it hard on you because you're trying to size this up, and you're going well. We've seen them be really good, but we've also seen them be really bad most recently. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to it's just hard to trust them, man. No, I, I and get Brady it. has never lost Dallas. Did you know that? And, and so this is what we're. Uh, it drives me a little bananas with some of the Brady stuff. Like he's never lost. He I, I get. Lose. Well, this isn't. This isn't. He hasn't played him that often, by the way. Because I think he, he's six and zero. Say is six, that what they said? Six, I think seven. Seven and zero. Seven in twenty years. So he doesn't lose to Dallas. This, this isn't. This isn't the 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 New England Patriots, and this isn't anywhere near the team that won the Super Bowl. So I'm just saying that. So he, he hasn't beaten this exact Dallas team seven times over, is what you're saying? Yes. Gotcha. I bet he would, though. I would say that. Starting with tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> or Monday. Okay, so tomorrow we get Niners-Seahawks. That's our first game out. One thirty on Fox. Um, you know, I don't think any even Seahawks fan. You know, Seahawks fan, you know, there's you want to talk about a fan that doesn't think Anything good's gonna happen? Tomorrow. No, and and Let's honestly, there. I don't think that Seahawks fan really cares. Like, I, I really well, don't. Well, you're kind of playing with house money. You're the you? definition of house money. You're you, big underdog. Nobody got, expects you to win. You got to. We thought they were gonna win four games. You still have the number five overall pick. You have the embarrassment that is the Denver Broncos. Uh, if you're a Seahawks fan, I think you are playing so loose and free right now. You really don't care, and no one really expects them. Well, the Seahawks fans aren't playing. No, but you fairness. know what I mean. If if they that'd be get, really something though that they, would be you know they give the new put definite, in a couple fans well you know it, Seattle is such an underdog what if we allowed them to play a true twelve we just got a random before the game we can we can bring in five people at random front you have to be in the stadium season ticket holder and by random like when you do that half court shot and and you can use them any way you want but for for five of them you can rotate you get to play with a twelfth guy but it has to be a fan. Amazing. I would, I'm sorry. I would love nothing more than to watch some obnoxious 12 get his head knocked off by Joey or uh, Nick Bosa. I would love that so much. It'd be amazing. You put him in there at fullback and you have him chip. You, look, just run at the defensive end and fling your body at him. But, you know, I mean, it's still the playoffs. You got a playoff game, it's a divisional opponent. Uh, you were talking about Brock Purdy. I, uh, 538 wrote a piece on Brock Purdy today. That I thought was interesting because um, I think the conventional wisdom is that Purdy is not asked to do very much, but they 538 broke it down that while yes he, you know initially they've dumbed it down for him, he act, they and they have video clips in here as well and some stats to back up that he's actually slinging it. Yeah, he's not just dink and dunk like no. just game manager. Brock. Purdy is slinging the ball. He's putting it to, now. And they ask him to drop. I mean, there are times this, that Raiders game is a great example. Yeah, he has had to just sit in the pocket and and drive them down the field. Yeah, the numbers aren't that much different than Jimmy Garoppolo's, but yes, they are asking him. I think they trust him a little bit more to put the ball downfield, which is surprising. Right. Um. You know, he's, he's not Mr. known. Irrelevant. Yeah, Mister Irrelevant. But I mean, at this point, especially against a team like Seattle, I just feel like. There's enough there with Brock Purdy where you don't feel like he's just going to melt down on no. you. And they don't ask him to do that much. Look, this game is still going to be come down to... Well, the Eagles could maybe get him to melt down. Exactly. I don't, not, the not the Seahawks. They're going to come out. They're going to run the ball. Seattle's not going to... If I told you right now, over-under, Seattle at, let's go, 19 points. 
Aren't you Seattle take, will score 19? Aren't you taking I'll the, take un- the under? Aren't you taking the under? Yeah, I'll take the under. And so you're, you're not asking Brock Purdy to have to put up 35. What I'll be interested in with San Francisco going forward is, and we've talked about this, it's not a murderer's row who they've played uh, there in San Francisco, especially since you know Brock had to come in. What I want to see is what you're talking about. You know, for all the elite defense stuff, that, that's you you can't argue that they're they're just they they hunt people. But we see it sometimes where even great defenses have off games and a team like Philly or maybe Dallas or Tampa or whoever puts up 32 against you. Can Brock in those situations put up 35? I think that's the question. I don't worry about Brock having to score 24 against a team that's offensively challenged like Seattle. But that's what I want to see is when the defense doesn't give you um, – their a game and maybe you saw this a little bit against the raiders you know that that was closer than than you you thought and, and purdy had some mistakes in that but they were able to pull it out and he had some big moments in that i i want that's my question about him going forward is in the big moments against better teams that are scoring points can san francisco go toe-to-toe so they said this is 538 they said okay purdy no matter which way you slice it he's just maybe he's just freaking good yeah I'm, i don't know how many people think that yet because of Shanahan yeah, and Mr. Irrelevant, what's around him, and exactly, yeah, he was the last guy I drafted. But um, he is one of only three rookies since the merger to start five or more games and go undefeated. Yeah, the other two being Mike Kruschek, Krusek. I don't even remember him. He was mm-hmm. in the seventies for the Steelers. He went six and zero. The other one um, is Ben Roethlisberger, who well, went thirteen and zero. And let's both—they both played in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and last time I Same checked, type of... the Steelers in the '70s and the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah they ran the ball pretty well and played good defense. Right. And what and what does Brock Purdy have? He has a, a great defense, and and they run the ball real well. Both of those rookie quarterbacks teams went on to play in the conference championship. Hmm. Well, I mean, Russ had some of this early on in 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 Seattle. Uh, Tom Brady at the beginning had something like this in in New England, where you know he wasn't asked to do a ton, run the ball, play defense, you know, play smart and. So it's it's not unprecedented what San Francisco is attempting to do here with a young quarterback. It's just that, you know, a seventh round pick that comes in as the third string guy. He just didn't have a lot of draft hype. Yeah. Yeah. Well, had no draft hype and the fact that he's the third guy. Like Trey Lance goes down, then Jimmy goes down. Like, had Brock been the backup or if he had won the job at the beginning, like Russell Wilson did or Ben Roethlisberger did, I think that would be a little different. Or even if like they inserted him in week three as opposed to you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh my God, we're on our third quarterback. But how many games do you play now? Five? You, what was the five? Yeah. Five, yeah. No. Uh, is it five or six? I couldn't remember. I think he's played five. So at, at some point, you know, there is a, a starting to be a sample there where you're like, well, like you said, maybe he's just good. Maybe he's the, maybe he's an yeah. outlier. I wonder if that changes what happens with Garoppolo, the off season. Well, and I'm going back not to say that either one of these guys are phenomenal, but um, five starts, yeah, five starts. Uh, Tony Romo wasn't supposed to be the guy, yeah, and turned out to be the guy. And Dak wasn't supposed to be the guy, and he turned out to be the guy. Now, varying degrees, yeah. But he was a third round, fourth round pick out of Mississippi State. No one expected anything. Romo gets hurt. Dak comes in, and they. They won a bunch of games, and then lo and behold, it was like, well, okay, I guess Dak's our guy. So this, 
Brady is another great example of it. Drew Bledsoe punctures a lung. No one knew who the hell Tom Brady was. He wasn't even the full-time starter at Michigan. And next thing you know, you're like, well, he's our guy. No, this is how the Tom Brady story starts. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, if, yeah. if then he keeps his job because he can get them to winning a championship or winning a conference, yeah. then the conversation, well, who else can he win for? Or will this team put their chips in on him? Yeah. You know? and, and what did we say about Tom Brady early on? Eh, you know, he's a product of the system. and you know. He can get the job done for now. He got yeah. one. Can he get yeah. another? We'll see. And then as the years rolled on, we were like, oh, maybe they're... Maybe there's something to that guy. If touchdowns are more your thing, only Deshaun Watson had a better touchdown rate in his rookie season than Brock Purdy, Mm. 9.3% to 7.6%. And Hall of Famer Dan Marino is a distant third. Uh, Perhaps you would like to measure him by overall efficiency. His passer rating, 107.3 is the best ever for a rookie. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't like that raw passer rating number, so he is also tops all-time in rookie passer rating index, which adjusts for the era. So that beats out Marino by three points. So what we're saying is that he is football Jesus. I think so. I think that's right. Who knew? Iowa State, right? So they said that, so they were like, okay, all right. They were like, all right, 538, I mean. They were saying, who do we compare him to? And you know who they brought up to compare him to they thought was a good comp? Was Deshaun Watson because of the because of the time off that Deshaun Watson had mm-hmm. and how long it's been since Purdy? You know, Purdy just had to sit and hold a clipboard for yeah. several weeks or for the whole season until he got in and, at the end of the season. And Watson's been terrible. And Watson's been objectively terrible. Yes. And they compared their stats, and it's just not even close. And so they're like, "All right, how else do you want to uh, knock down Brock it's, Purdy?" It's then, hard to find some holes here. Then they go on to throw. Sh- throw highlights up here of him really making big time throws it's not just dump downs and uh you know you know five yards to christian mccaffrey yeah i mean they had to win that he had to win that game against the raiders the other day yeah, but narratives a weeks ago. narratives are hard to, to to shift and we have the narrative that he's just uh that know, said he's a product geno smith will dominate <laughs> brock purdy tomorrow and the seahawks will win seahawks win like what 10 to 9 <laughs> Just a defensive slugfest, and there's a pick what six. What if it's 42 to 40, and Geno Smith and Brock Purdy just ends up being Pat Mahomes against Josh, Josh Allen? <laughs> I'm pretty sure this Niners team already lost a game 11 10 this year to Russ and the Broncos. Yeah, that was yeah. the first. It was early on. It was first, oh, yeah. second, you know, because the first one was. The uh, Bears was was Seattle and um, didn't the Niners lose to the Bears? Yeah, and a really sloppy one. It was yeah. like first it was week? like a torrential downpour week one. Yeah, it was. It was not Garbage. pretty. And yet here we are with San Francisco. What's the Seahawks' worst loss? Uh, gosh, I think there's probably been plenty of those. Um, didn't they lose to the Panthers when the Panthers weren't trying to win? Carolina. Before the Panthers were actually contending for the division? Yeah, not only did they lose, I think they got it smoked, right? I think they got drilled. <laughs> yeah, but that was the it was that the uh that was at home. I think it was PJ Walker too. But it was was it the um Wilkes led Panthers because they were much better yeah. after they fired. Yeah, Wilkes. that was the Wilkes led Panthers. So you lose to rule. Now, that's the that's worst loss in terms of score or just like embarrassment? Embarrassing loss. Was, yeah, the, the Panthers lost. Well, it was 30 to 24 at home. That one wasn't good. Uh, you lost at home to Atlanta the, and Marcus, who ended up having a bad season. Oh, yeah. it, it was week two. They lost 27 7 to the Niners, and they had like, I remember that they had like nine yards of offense. Oh. Well, th- well, I think the seven was a defensive touchdown, wasn't it? It might have been. And that was the game you knocked Trey Lance out for the season. So, like, yeah. yeah. And the Niners are thanking you. That's their, <laughs> that's their most embarrassing loss. Well, 130 on Fox. You never know. Now, uh, next, let's get to the uh, game for tomorrow night. Trevor Lawrence against Justin Herbert. 
I'm excited for this. This is a good game. I'm 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 fired up because the Jags, believe good it or not, matchup. the Jags are actually hot. Yeah. And I the first time we're gonna see Justin Herbert in the playoffs. Yeah. No and, my, and Trev. Yeah. Two haircuts enter. <laughs> One must leave bald. <laughs> yeah. Loser leaves hair. Um what was I gonna say? Oh, we have to talk about the Brandon Staley thing too. Yeah. Because that is not good. He may be coaching for his uh yeah. coaching for his job. We'll get to that next. It is three forty nine. This is the fan. Get your fix now because we're not here on Monday. I will be celebrating the life and legacy of Martin Luther King. As by, will I. By golfing. Is the, he uh, loved to golf. Is the weather going to uh, agree with you? I don't know. I got to play. It's the Langdon winter match play. Oh, Big well, tournament. You got to. I got to get out there. I don't know what I'll do to celebrate uh, MLK, but I'm sure it will be powerful. And uh, don't worry, I'll send out a meaningless tweet, as everyone else will, or right. some stupid Instagram post where I compare myself to him in some ridiculous way. Yeah, make it about you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know. Isaac, how do the odds favor you in these uh, Langdon events? Well, if, if, a, well, if a betting man were to stake something on you, what kind of odds could he get? Well... I don't know. I don't know if I'm a good bet or not, fella. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, Are you the Minnesota Vikings? I mean, I've gotten pretty far in it before. Last year, I got all the way to the consolation final. Okay. but The consolation final? Yeah. Well, I lost in the first round. But I, So that means then you won all the and way to... And then I won the rest to, yeah. until the final. I, I so you beat a bunch of losers. But I've been to the, I've been to the semifinals of the tournament before. I kind of feel like you're the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> of this Langdon I Invitational. A, I don't know what my record is, but I think I have a pretty solid match play record. So but does, I will tell you. So does Kirk Cousins. Sometimes when you play match... See, the odds, it's like, it's all net. So... It's right. all based on handicaps. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get in these tournaments. Sandbaggers. Some, yes, some of these guys. I've run into a gals. few Can of these. Can I tell you, I'm not an avid golfer like you are, but I play in a handful yeah. of tournaments it's every annoying. year. I absolutely loathe sandbaggers. They're really, sandbaggers. Whoa. Uh, yeah, they're really annoying. Yes. There's no reason to do that. No. Other than you're so... Just be honest. ...insecure about your golf game. Yeah. It's 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 absurd. There's, but it does happen. Oh, I see it all the time. Well, I'll see a guy who's out there with like a 13 or a 14, and then you yeah. watch him play, and well, you're like, my ass, you're a 13. Well, I think, too, like when you're a 12 to, say, 16 handicap, Yeah. if you fudge your handicap by two shots, no one really notices that, right? Yes. Because it's sort of all relative. But. Whereas if you fudge when you're way down at a zero or mm-hmm. a one. Yes. It's noticeable. I've played with people that I, uh, that, and I've heard from others that are like, dude, this guy's probably a six. And and he'll put on a 12 or a 13. But what and, an embarrassing thing to do. And it's ridiculous. I don't get it. It's stupid. Well, people care about people yeah. care about winning they prizes. Win. They care about winning, but it's also then a declaration you're not as good as you really are. I would want people saying like, "Wow, yeah. that guy's a six. Right? I'm a reverse uh, sandbagger. I like to have a low handicap, even if I can't play to it, <laughs> just for my own <laughs> See, ego. See, I won't yeah, torture so myself you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, right now, my <laughs> that's masochism, sir. One point seven. Yeah. I, that's dude, that's it's tasty. It's that's the tasty. Win- but it's the winter. There's no way I'm playing to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? People also want to know what you're eating. Oh. Um, these are uh, Hershey's Kisses. Oh, yeah, the dark chocolate. Those are yeah. on the boss's desk. Right. Not really a big ch- dark chocolate guy, but every now and then it's a nice little, uh, it's a refreshing treat. Okay, well, I want to get to Jags Chargers. Yeah, real quick, though. I, no. I, I wanted to pull this up because we were talking about my man Daniel Jones. Apparently we're not going to get to Jags. We will. I just wanted to throw this out there before we lost it. So take out Justin Fields, who should have broke the record, all-time rushing record in the NFL. 
And then Lamar is, you know, he was hurt, but Lamar was still number two. But if we talk about the mobile quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Josh Anu- Josh uh, Allen, they go three and four at 763 and 762. Number five at 708, just a mere 40-plus yards behind my man Daniel Jones, and he has as many touchdowns as anyone running the ball not named Lamar Jackson. Well, I don't think he would really like you touting him because weren't you the one just burying him for the last three years? Yeah, but he can scoot now a little bit. So now he doesn't he doesn't need your I accolades. Just, I love that they've turned him into a poor man's Jalen Hurts. I love it. Let's go. You don't want him throwing the ball 30 times, but hey. I actually think that might be the best game of the weekend. Minnesota, New York? Yeah. I can see that. It has the possibility to yeah. be high scoring, I think. Because Minnesota has some weird games, man. They Remember they were down like, well... What was it? Thirty four, nothing to the Colts in one. Something like that. Might have been thirty four three, but it was uh, it was a lot to a little. Yeah, Minnesota doesn't have quit, and they've got they ain't got no quit. I mean, they got weapons. They're gonna and and the Giants uh, secondary is, eh, but so is Minnesota's. There's gonna be points scored in this football game. Um, and you're right. This could be one of those thirty five, uh, you know, thirty three sort of games. It's this nice. this could be game of the week. Now right. we can get. Well, now we can't. We have to break. No, we don't. Oh, actually, we kind of do. We do. But guess what? The good news is we have another segment. There's more. Coming up next. I and want, it will be Jags Chargers talk. I wanted to acknowledge little Daniel Jones. Also, I have a fun Jaguar stat. Sukul will say it doesn't mean much, but it is fun. I is think. it the Saturday stat? Yeah, it's that yeah, one. That's a great one. Is it? that? Yes, that's it's incredible. A, it's, it's a fun stat. It's I don't know inc- if it's a great stat. It's incredible. Is it? Yes. Mm. Okay. I mean, colleges play on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I gave it. Man. He's never lost. Well, we'll let Buck uh, spill the beans. <laughs> I think I think we got it. <laughs> we'll see. All right. I'm going to go get some Hershey Kisses. It is 357 on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.